Welcome to Renegade Gamers Radio, a podcast about gaming and hobby. You might recognize some of our voices from our podcast about art and games. Well, we're trying out a new format, and I hope you guys like the pilot episodes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some video game goodness. I mean, don't relax too much. If you're driving or you're cooking, you'll want to burn your food. You gotta be paying attention to the road. Listen responsibly, people. Alright, it's good to be podcasting again. Let's get to it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Today is December 13th, 2018, episode 4, and you're listening to Renegade Gamers Radio Podcast, where we met to our love of art and stayed together for our love of gaming. Come game with us and post shitty memes in our CPR Discord. Links will be in the description. Today we have uh, the hosts are Emetai. Hey, everybody. Faloon, that's me. Hello, everybody. Nice to be back uh, with the crew on the podcast. Uh, Big Blue. Howdy, howdy. And Scarlet Fury. Hello. Okay, off we go with the main topics. Uh, we got Atlas first on the list. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, let's see, Blue, did you uh, you got anything for Atlas? I'm um, I was super stoked when they announced this. What last week? Or was it the week before? Something like that. But um, my original goal was to get it downloaded while we were doing the, our thing. But, of course, I had to uh, announce a delay from the 13th to, what they say, six days? So it's the 19th now? December Something 19th? Like that, yeah. I mean, let's be real, guys. It's, it's wild card. Anybody surprised? Agreed. I'm agreed. No. I'm not surprised, but I'm still disappointed. I yeah, I'm right there with you. I just, I've been I've been talking this game up to my coworker who used to play Ark, and as soon as I told him it got delayed, he's like, <laughs> "Great, no wonder. Go figure." So okay, now I, I just want to jump in here real quick before uh, you know for, for the listeners who are gonna say it, it's not wild card. Um. I actually don't think it technically is. It's uh, I, I don't remember which what it is, but here's the thing. Um, you know, they're I feel like uh, what they're doing is they're putting they're splashing Ark, the creators of Ark, all over this thing. And for as long as Ark's been out, it's it's been wildcard this, wildcard that. And I, I'm just thinking, in all fairness, um, you know, if they want to capitalize on all the cool stuff and the, and the advertising. Mark, you know what? You got to take the bad with the good. So guess what? We're gonna just go ahead and blame it on Wildcard. Well, I mean, even Jat's a part of it, right? And he's Wildcard. So how is it not Wildcard? Captain Jat Sparrow. I'm just saying. It's no. It's, I I know. I get it. I get it. Is it a sister company? I don't know. Yes, it is. Um, and, and I can't think of what the name is right now. I it's Grape something. That's what I remember. Yeah, but I mean, same people. Um, just because they don't call themselves Wildcard, guess what? I don't think it really matters to most of everybody that's been around the arc scene for too much. Especially when people from Wildcard are totally like advertising the hell out of it right now. It's like absolutely, yeah, guilty by association. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Anyway, it's it's not all. It's not all terrible. 
No, no, I, I'm still excited for it. I'm just disappointed that the launch date got pushed back already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Personally, I mean, I looked at it and I thought it was pretty cool. And honestly, because they've been so quiet lately, I was expecting something like this. Um, I just feel, I feel like though it's exciting, I don't know what it is, but I'm just not feeling the hype for it. Like, it just, it reminds me a lot of ARC. And I don't really feel, I went through the whole early access thing. I started playing pretty much as soon as it came came out i think i was like a couple months behind but i went through all of that and you know what i don't think i'm ready to do that again <laughs> um it was just like such a long road of oh we did this it was a mistake but we won't do it again oh it got pushed back uh oh we you know uh scorched earth came out and that pissed a bunch of people off it's just like i don't think i'm ready for something like that so i'm excited like i'm excited for other people to play it but i guess i'm not excited for myself personally to play it you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely and you know scarlet when um dark and light came out a lot of people that um, i was kind of hanging out with when that came out and, and started playing it were saying the exact same thing that you're saying it's like okay well this is pretty cool but um I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> and I don't know if because of that, um, and I'm sure there's other reasons, but that being a big factor in some of these games, you know, like a lot of us have been playing early access and are, you know, we just, we're ready for our AAA game now. We're ready for it. Just give it to us. Let us play it. We've been doing this a while. And I think that's part of the frustration. And, um, you know, and uh, why people are probably a little bit apprehensive about, you know, Atlas. I honestly, me, I'm still really excited for this game. Um, it kind of reminds me of Sea of Thieves mixed with Ark. And yeah. I, I played Sea of Thieves for a little bit when it first came out, and I really enjoyed it. I thought just the sailing aspect was fun. Um, I thought the exploring aspect was fun. And honestly, it kind of reminded me of... Um, did you guys ever play Wind Waker, the Zelda game? No. What came to mind for me was um, Arc Age. I don't, I don't know what Arc Age is. It's, it's another um, sandbox-type game that... Um, you can own plots of land. Uh, you can do, um, you can build boats, uh, big clipper ships and whatnot, fishing boats, sail the seas, be pirate. You know, um, there's PVP sections and and PVE areas. I mean, and that's that's kind of the thing that reminded that came to my mind when when it came out and. and I, I don't. It's been a while since I played it, but um, I, I the part that I really like was the. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I I am excited for it too, but I, you know, as the boats and the sailing seas and maybe being a pirate, or maybe being a a a, uh, a merchant, you know, I, I don't know. That 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 all that stuff is, sounds really cool. So, um, how much did you do? You guys did you guys look into the stuff they were talking about economy-wise for the game? 
No. Not really. So, they were comparing it a lot to... Um, oh, shoot. I am... EVE Online? Yeah, EVE Online. But, um... <laughs> Basically, it's going to be like a very player-driven market, they're saying. So, like, if you go into different areas, different tribes or guilds are going to control that area. Basically, they're responsible for setting prices and all that stuff. They just wanted a very player-driven economy that way. And I don't know, how how did that go on EVE? You used to play EVE a lot, right, Phil? Yeah. um, You know, I don't think that there was any... uh, like um, taxes per se, not like in-game controlled way to tax somebody. It was just kind of understood when you were in a, I mean, you could own a, a piece of space, you know, claim claim it as yours and it would be listed as such. Uh, but I don't know that there was necessarily a way to, the, the way that, that you got taxed or charged things was just the simple fact that it was um, that space belonged to somebody else, and if you didn't pay, you were gonna die. You were gonna lose all your stuff. Uh, so I mean, and that's the that's the way it happened happened there. But it it does it sound like it's gonna be more of a um, uh, a way to there's gonna be like uh, rent to pay and or some way to tax people for um, selling goods or. I don't know, just doing whatever they do. It, From reading the article, it kind of sounded like if you were going to build in this area that was claimed by this tribe, they, there was a way for them to pull like a fee, like whether it was um, material or I don't know if the game's going to have money, but yeah, they're, they're somehow going to be a way to collect taxes from players. And I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out, if you will. Yeah, hope, it'll be. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, I hope they have some form of money. That would be really nice. Yeah. And the map size. Oh my god, have we even talked about that yet? No, it's freaking <laughs> huge. What was it like? Fourteen thousand times any art biome. I think what I just read before the podcast was twelve uh, hundred. 1,200. That makes sense. But either way, that is freaking huge. Yeah. Um. I- I'm excited to even just explore a tiny portion of it. Right. And they claim that it's supposed to run smoother than ARC. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty mighty claim, and ARC doesn't run smooth if anybody's ever played ARC. You know, oh, another way you can put it is, uh, that should be easy. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I just had to take a pot shot. I love ARC. Yeah, we all love ARC. That's why we're here, right? That's... Absolutely. It's... Yeah. I'm never, I don't think I'm ever going to truly stop playing Ark unless something like way, yeah. I guess I could, but I don't <laughs> see myself stopping anytime soon. Ark is to me like, wow, like I'll get burnt out on it for a little bit. I'll go do something else. And then I'm like, man, I really want to go tame some dinos or build a base again. And I'll come back. I always find myself coming back. I can't even think yeah. of the last time I got burnt out on Ark. it's just been pretty much constant play for so long and that's that's one reason i was excited for atlas because i was like something new to play something exciting but it's still like arc so it's you know it's kind of like Gunsmoke with me it's arc but it's a different form of arc so i was so excited for atlas and now i won't get to play until after christmas and the holiday season because I'm going to be gone, and I won't get to be on my computer, so... Oh, bummer. Boo. Yeah, I'm well, so you can disappointed. Be with Amazon, right? We've still got to do that. Still got to what? 
uh, get to be with family, right? Is that what? Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm so, not. Yeah, we we still got to do that. <laughs> I love my family. I love my family very much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I totally agree with that, and I think that's what kind of makes Ark so great. I mean, how many times have we sat there with problems, either trying to log in or with mods or whatever, and we will just literally spend hours or days trying to get back into the game. And, you know, I mean, how many other games have you spent that much time with issues trying to get back in? I, you know, there's games that I've played when I start having issues. I'm like, well, that was, that was a mistake. I guess uh, we're not going to, I'm not going to play that anymore. (laughs) Right. I mean, who sits through a 20 minute login after they got DC'd except for a dark player? Oh, yeah. (laughs) When we played on Primitive Plus for that little bit. Oh, oh my God. So I mean, <laughs> that server was so great, but that login was so bad. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much log in, and then you go, like, cook dinner, eat dinner, do the dishes, come back, and you're, like, halfway through the loading process. <laughs> right. I don't miss that, but I agree. That was a fun server to play on. I no. really like Primitive Plus, but the, the big turnoff for me was the was the long wait. And the worst part is, is that's without mods. That was terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it is a modded thing, but technically, yeah. But it's like trying yeah. to want load up one of those arc uh, generated servers or whatever. The the random GM maps. Yeah, yeah. those are terrible loaded. <laughs> but I once mean, you well, once you once it's been seeded and I, I yeah, I barely know what I'm talking about. But once it's done its thing, once you go back in, it's not as bad. I know because I like tested it out when it first came out. I I don't know because I tried it a few times and it felt like playing Primitive Plus. It was pretty bad for me. Well, did you go back to the same map? Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, I loaded it as a like a single player to play and test it out a little bit to see what it was about. To be fair, that was the beginning. Yeah. So I mean, they might have. It might be because of how much they've added to Ark since then. But yeah, it was just a terrible loading. Was there anything anybody else wanted to add about Atlas while we're at it? Um, I the only thing I wanted to say it's not really that relevant, but I, they opened a Discord for it recently. Oh my god! I'm glad you brought that up. It was it was kind of crazy to get in. It's terrifying how like yes, it was it was it was a little I I left actually. Like, there were so many people, and there was, like, there were so many crazy people in there, and then there were some, there would be the odd person that would be like, this is crazy, and then it was just, like, the mod, the mod people and the admins were trying desperately to keep it under control, and they were failing, and it was just, oh my gosh, I saw so many, like, so much racist stuff going on, like, so much, like... I was almost ashamed to be one of the people that was logged into there. And, and I didn't even say anything. Hey. I, I, yeah, you know, same. <laughs> it was horrible. I could not believe it. It was uh, just I, it, undescribable. It Anybody that was there would know exactly what I'm talking about. For the first 48 hours, it was toxic as hell. <laughs> but they finally started to crack down on a little bit of it. Yeah, okay, that's goodness. good. Maybe I'll try going back in. Uh, it's still pretty bad. I, I looked at it today again, and it's still pretty bad. There's like okay, so yeah. 3,000 people just online, and that's crazy. God. Oh, yeah. my God. How has that thing not crashed yet? 
Well, it's amazing. I step away for five minutes, and I have over 300 messages to kick out And that's with slow mode on, like... Yeah, I was just going to say, I I see they got slow mode on. I I will say I did learn one cool thing from that Discord. Um, Somebody had their name a cool way, and I asked them how they did it, and they told me. And so I changed my name like that on Discord, so... Oh, cool. yeah. oh, that's where you got that. That's cool. Yeah, silver lining. All you have to do is just Google like Discord fonts, and then like a website pops up. It you type your name in, and then it has like a whole list of things that you can just like copy and paste into Discord. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's super cool. Today you learned. Yeah. For sure. But I will say I'm super excited for Atlas. I'm gonna play. I want to play PvP. Um, but definitely gonna be cautious of it for the first. Probably a couple weeks, month or so. Um, I, I keep telling myself I'm not going to buy it right away. I'm going to wait, but I'm <laughs> probably going to buy it right away. <laughs> I was about to say lies and slander. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, thinking, I'm thinking about Atlas. You know, I, I'm going to do it too. Um, but the way I'm thinking about it is like, you know, when when Aberration first came out or the, the Island Guardian fight or extinction came on we we're thinking about going in to do a boss fight you know and we and we we're like really uh holding back from watching videos because we want to just experience the content for ourselves and the, the thought process i'm using is basically along those same along those same lines so i know i'm going to go into it and i'm probably going to die a hundred times but i'm looking forward to it you yeah know? me too and i really hope we can get a big group of us together and control at least one island like that's okay. all i want one island for that would be cool. like a week that's all you i'm guys, asking you guys might be convincing me come join us <laughs> come come and join us it's be just one of so us. often i so often say i will and then i don't i want to just once actually like start from the beginning with you guys because i always come late to the party and then i'm super discouraged like with extent extinction you guys had all like your gotchas and and mutated t-rexes tech rexes and and i was just i just had my rg which blue gave to me so <laughs> we got you on there for like all of 30 minutes and then you're like all right this is <laughs> i had to i had stuff to do okay granted i haven't come back but <laughs> <laughs> i still have your monkey by the way uh, maybe i'll come back the, for my the one tame she made <laughs> um that's a good tame to take that's a good one. I mean, well, I, you know, I was confused and scared, and then I had saw this little little friendly monkey walking around. Uh, so you know, I needed a friend. I'm still like in awe of all of that stuff in 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 not aberration in extinction. Like the I um I had helped. Oh oh, I want to talk about that later. That um nerd out video, the music video thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah. Definitely oh, yeah. save that. Definitely talk about that. Okay, I'll put... Yeah. Anyway, that's all. All right, before we move on from Atlas, I do have one more quick thing to throw in, even though we keep going back to art. We'll get there, <laughs> I promise. Um, uh, in the article, I also read that they're going to work on trying to get a uh, the dev tool, or what is this thing called that I'm totally messing up? Is it the dev tools? Mm, for like dev kit. Dev kit. kit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to put out a dev kit so people can run their own servers. No. Oh, thank goodness. I was curious if that was going to be a thing or not. Yeah, so yeah, they, they want to put that out so people can run their own servers. And um, Jet, I think it was Jet, he was saying that it's going to be basically free. 
all you have to do is really is pay for the, the base game and to run the server, which I think that's pretty damn cool. That's yeah, yeah that's pretty good. So, all right, enough about Atlas. Let's move on to Ark. <laughs> so okay, I'll I'll go ahead and get started. Um, so for me, uh, I've been um, I'm gonna toot my own horn just a little bit. About 4100, actually a little over 4100 hours on PC. And I recently started playing on PS4. It was a um, a lot of reasons why I chose PS4. But I, I was thinking about a lot of people, you know, when I talked to them about it and they're like, wait a minute, you went from PC to console. <laughs> but one of the cool things about Ark in my mind, as like I was kind of alluding to earlier, is the fact that um, you can change things up so much. And um, going and playing on console for me was was just another way to kind of refresh the game and um it uh it really reminded me a lot of my my first few hours on arc um you know obviously because it's unmodded uh, of course you know I, I i played on official uh with with uh with omen and tina on ragnarok ps4 and that was that was a pretty good experience for me i i wanted to do it I, I was lucky to get in with uh, somebody that I knew, you know, that could kind of uh, take me by the hand, I guess you could say. My first few hours logging in was uh, looking at the controller going, okay, what is what does this button do? <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I still had fun. You know, uh, we were uh, raising dinos every weekend. Uh, it's still brutal. I uh, One weekend, I uh, decided, and I think it was on a three times weekend, we, uh, uh, I, I decided I wanted a Giga, an imprinted Giga for myself, and so I'm, a, I'm gonna raise a Giga. I, I want to say, I want to be able to say that I did this on official. <laughs> so I raised the Giga, just one, and after that, I was like, you know what? I just don't have stamina for this. So I very rarely ever logged back in after that. Kind of oh, feel bad dear. about it, but I mean, I it's. I do not blame you. It's a, it's its own world, you know. It's it's its own thing. Um, it it's a huge group effort. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, aside from all of that, uh, playing on uh, PS4, like I said, kind of going back to the basics a little bit. Um, I put up this island server and we played on that uh, for a while, you know, in our group, and um, we were. I, I got so used to like uh, the the kibble mod that we use. You just throw some raw metal in there. And you kick out the kibble you need, right? Um, so again, kind of like almost going back to the good old days when you had to build a kibble farm. Well, guess what? On an unmodded server, you got to build a kibble farm. <laughs> For real. Uh, so it's so important. Uh, what we decided to do was just, or what I decided to do was just, um, I got on the the um, wiki and um, looked for just the imprinting kibble dinos and put one of those together. It, it was a fun project, you know, got one together, got all the dinos I needed. And, uh, you know, we never did get in on a boss fight um, before Extinction launched. And uh, so get in on Extinction and come to find out they got this super cool idea for uh, kibble, kibble farms, you know. Uh, they got that. What is it? The small egg, the medium egg, the large egg, and the special egg, or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember if there's a, like an extra large or whatever. But there's a list of dinos for each egg, and um, so whatever one of those dinos you find, uh, it counts towards that. It's just based on egg size, and that's that's like the 
the coolest idea because I mean, it's going to cut down um, on. You know, it's going to be less taxing on the server. It's uh, you know because if you get if you get a bunch of people playing on the server and they all need a kibble farm, if you got ten tribes on a server or whatever and they all need a kibble farm, that's a lot of dinos with the old method um, because it's going to be uh, not just imprinting dinos, but it's going to be taming or the you know for the kibble for taming, and so. Um, I don't know. It's just a really good idea, and I think just one of the, the recent patches for Extinction, they they kind of um, imp- started to implement that. Um, I haven't tried taming with it, uh, but it, it, it's it's cool. But I was really surprised to see that my Giga was asking for Amar berries and Major berries um, and fish. <laughs> I, I named Yikes. it the uh, vegetarian, and uh, <laughs> I, I I got a bunch of really healthy. Uh, health food nut dinos now so I mean and that's kind of cool <laughs> oh yeah I I am really excited for the new kibble the re- rework that they're doing I think that's fantastic so 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 good so happy for that it's it's definitely something we've needed for a long time it's very complicated how it is now oh yeah you think so uh, oh no oh, well, I mean you, the know, old you don't way. mean with the new transition the old system yeah the old system yeah is really and it's funny too because they said they were going to do these changes like almost a year ago, right? Six, at least six plus months ago. Yep. Well, they, they like mentioned it, that they're going to do a kibble rework. But then I think uh, they started working on this mod or the DLC and then they just kind of put it on the back burner. Well, actually, I guess they didn't put it on the back burner all the way because they implemented part of it in the this DLC. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's great. Great idea. Super good idea. It definitely simplifies everything. And I, I believe they mentioned it back when they uh, mentioned doing the dino TLC, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like they should do a couple more dino TLCs because they still didn't TLC the Mammoth, um, even though that has been like talked about yeah. a lot because it's now second to the beaver and it's harder to tame than the beaver. Um and I feel like there's a couple more dinos that they should probably rework. And I really liked what they had done. Like, um, the Procoptodon is so much cooler. The Spino is so much relevant. cooler. Sorry? Raptors are relevant again. Raptors are, <laughs> well, raptors are more than relevant. They're, they've been the cause of most of my deaths. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I don't have a very good relationship with raptors. Um, yeah, so I, th- I feel like they should do some more of those reworks just to keep the game fresh, you know? Yeah, even the Parasaur, I mean, you know, that uh, little um, warning that they give you. Yeah, they're super relevant. Um, You know, it kind of brings back some of those uh, first tame dinos or whatever, some of the older dinos and makes them relevant again. I like what they're doing with that. And, you know, on our PVE servers, uh, the cool thing that that, uh, we use them for is, like, if you're into breeding, breeding dinos, when the baby hatches, you know, like sometimes you get busy doing things or, or you forgot to set your timer or maybe you forgot to turn wandering off. And uh, so when a baby comes out, um, it targets them and puts a little red dot on them. And it makes them really super easy to find. So that's really cool. I didn't know that. That is super oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, it works great. Real super easy to find them. <laughs> oh, um, another cool thing they just implemented. And what's especially good for consoles is the being able to pick up certain items 30 seconds after you put it down that is very cool yeah Um, that's very handy yeah i noticed that speaking of that mdc what is it three five seven 
or 375, and I are uh, combining our extinction uh, um, community, and we uh, we're going to have uh, three three maps clustered together. Oh wow! It'll be the island, uh, extinction, and um, aberration. Yeah, it's going to be really cool because it's PVE. It's going to. And one of the reasons it's really going to be cool is because all three guardian fights for each each map has a guardian. So I mean, that's. I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm really looking forward to playing on uh, aberration again. It's 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 been a while. Uh, kind of a roundabout way to to get back on the subject is when I was putting that up, putting that, uh, getting the server or the cluster set up and things like that. Uh, I noticed that there was a new um, setting, and what it was is the apparently to be able to change the the number of seconds um, you have to pick something back up. And so I'm like, hey, that's sweet because uh, like on a modded PC where you've got structures plus and things like that, of course you can pick it up any time. But you know, 30 seconds that could go by pretty quick. Let's say you put you start to put something up, it don't look right, and you know by then 60 seconds has gone by or, or 120 or whatever. So I set it for for 240, and um, really super excited to get in the game. I put down a pillar, 30 seconds. 30 seconds oh. is all I had. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's still not working or maybe 240 is not, is like overdone. They should have an, I mean, for private server owner, they should make zero like, like some of the other settings where you can just set it to zero and it's infinite. So it doesn't matter. You can pick it up anytime. That, that would be nice. Um, or, you know, at this point, what would be nice is just making it so that when I put 120 seconds in there, it actually was. But I love that idea. It, it's great. I, I just love it. Yeah, definitely a good quality of life for console people. For sure. I've wasted so many mats doing those. Like just putting it down in the wrong spot and then having to destroy things. It's ridiculous. And the other thing that was exciting for me when Extinction came out for console-wise is um, the... Uh, leash because i like uh, you know the thing that i like most about art taming the breeding and then the boss fights you know because they all kind of go hand in hand you, you need good dinos to to go fight the bosses so that requires breeding um console wise i'm not talented enough to do the whistle so i would just build traps for them which you know i just the way I did it, it wasn't a big deal. You just go build one because um, you don't want to run it off on you. But now we got this cool leash that you could put your dinos in and uh, they don't run away from you. Although, the only downside to it is in, in the smallest setting, uh, if you have a smaller di uh, dinos like ankylos or velanosaurs or something like that and you put them in there on that leash, uh, they can still get so far apart that, that the breeding stops. So one, one cool workaround for that is... Uh, Get your gas bag and just go park it in in the middle and cut them off so they can't move around. But and uh, along with this, a real quick tip that that I was taught by uh, one of our uh, one of our members, uh, Nimsy, is bigger dinos like Rexes, Gigas, Brontos, things like that. If you put them uh, on their their uh, follow distance and their targeting distance to lowest, and then put them on wander, they won't move. They'll just stay there. And it wow. works like a champ. It's huh. super cool. Yeah, big dinos. doesn't work with the little ones, just the big ones. That's because the little ones say, forget that, and just walk off. 
Yeah, it was a little bit scary the first time I tried it, you know, because in kind of a tight base and you, and you get your dinos all lined up just right and you get your breeders right where you want them. And then um, you uh, you do that, or at least it was for me, and then I put it on Wander and it just stays there. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> That's good to know because I've been um, playing on an Xbox server recently, so I don't have all these mods too. So that's good to know. Yeah, it, it works really well. Wait, are you? Is that it for you, Falu? Yeah, I probably uh, spoke more than I should have, but um, eh. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, <laughs> Just to cut in there, Emmett, I, I totally want one of those blue monkeys. Uh, I got one with your name on it, Blue. It's fantastic. So yeah, actually, <laughs> sorry. Nope. Yep. Go ahead, Scarlet. No, no. I was just gonna encourage you to. Oh, talk about my monkeys that I've been breeding. Yeah. Oh man. So, um, on my server, I've been playing on. I have been desperately trying to get any colored monkey. Monkeys are a thing. I like. I don't know. I think they're great utility. I think they're cute, and they've helped me out in more ways than one. Like slowing the enemies down and me being able to get away, or even just like shooting them, tranking them, and then they go down. It's happened a couple times. Monkeys are great. Highly recommend you get a monkey. But anyways, I love colored monkeys, and so I've been desperately trying to get a mutated monkey, and I probably bred hundreds of monkeys, maybe like 200 monkeys, 250. Oh my, God. Oh my gosh, so many monkeys. It's <laughs> it's, cool. it's almost disgusting at the point. I mean, at one point, I took maybe like 20, 30 monkeys to uh, a drop on extinction. And I tried to fight the things <laughs> with my monkeys. <laughs> um, How'd that go? It didn't go well. I did a purple <laughs> drop and I didn't realize that was like the highest one. And so oh, all of a sudden no. all these wyverns started to come and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so no, they didn't last long. But apparently we keep going back to where that drop was and there's like random monkeys around. So some did survive. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll come back every once in a while with one of those monkeys then they get to live in the base again um but i finally last night got a blue monkey oh it felt so so good it's like this beautiful bright blue monkey and so me and uh, my friend diesel have been working on breeding them and now we have probably like i don't know 10 10 of them and we're making more as we're talking so yeah it's wow. it's it's such a challenge getting any sort of mutation. Like it took me probably a couple hours just to get one mutation. And that one mutation was like an orange colored. So it looked like just a wild monkey. I was really disappointed. Oh. Um, Emma you're going to be so mad when I say this, but I have really good luck with muti mutations. In fact, they mutate when I don't want them to. The oh. first wolf, I've been doing wolf breeding. And the first wolves I bred, I got a mutation. Like this really nice red color. Oh, nice. First, first time. I'm not That's even awesome. kidding. I, yeah. But I didn't, I wasn't look. I'm not looking for mutations. I'm looking for good stats, you know? So. Yeah. That's, anyway. that's how it always goes. Like, anytime you're looking for something specific, you never get it. Like, exactly. anytime I ever got my monkey mutations before, I'm never looking for it. I'm just trying to get more monkeys or, like, higher level monkeys. And then I get a random mutation color. <laughs> and now this time, I didn't even get anything. Ugh. But yeah, finally got one, so I'm really excited. Gonna try and get different colors in there, or? Yeah, I'm still breeding just regular monkeys, hopefully getting some other sort of colors, like purple or green or, I don't know, really anything red. Um, but I'm really happy with my with my blue ones. It's always fun to get those colors. What are those Bigfoot guys? Uh, the Gigantopithecus? Yeah. Those you are ever good. thought of doing those in uh, 
making them carry monkey companions around? <laughs> a monkey within a monkey? <laughs> well, not within. Monkeyception. All that monkey business. So, how'd your boss fights go? Oh, that was fun. Yeah, so the other day I did a bunch of boss fights. I um got ran through... What I think I did six boss fights one day. Wow. Um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> but it was a lot of just, um, I just got ran through, like, they spawned in some really high-level tech rexes, and so we just kind of <laughs> uh, ran through them all, and it was so much fun. Like, I've never done any of the boss fights before, and so this is my first time doing them, and, I mean, I had a blast. It was very OP, and I want to do them again, kind of more legit, but um, I think my favorite one was definitely the... Uh, tech cave one on the island. I thought that was a great boss fight. And while I played it on the tech rex, I really want to play it again, just like on foot, because I want to be able to like shoot at it and kind of maneuver it and do more, just strategically fight it besides just running after it on a rex and try and chomp it. And I don't know, but I thought it was cool with the tech or the um, that boss like changing to all the different other bosses that we just fought and it was cool to go through that whole experience i i had so much fun oh yeah it was probably one of the best ones uh, you know because i felt like that was the first one with like real in some sort of a mechanic you know like a fight mechanic so it, i really enjoyed it too it those really laser cool. beams though oh my gosh yeah i probably got hit by every single one i tried so hard to not get hit by him but the rex i was on was so slow i couldn't move out of the way so after a while i just kind of got used to it and i got really good about hopping right back on after i got kicked off <laughs> those rexes though those were awesome looking i like the colors you guys spawned in oh yeah well i think diesel painted them so oh, it was a little a little cheating but that's all right <laughs> Yeah, I caught the tail end of your stream, and uh, it, looked, it looked pretty cool. I'd never actually done that boss fight before, so oh, cool to see. we'll have to do it sometime. That was really fun. So, you, you, oh, I guess that's PS4. You have your uh, your island server. Yeah, we've got a PC island server up, too. Oh, well, we'll have to do that run sometime. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. With that, I think we're ready for some Scarlet Diaries. Ooh, okay. Dear Diary, though I have known loneliness here, I'm realizing it's because I was missing something in my life. A purpose. Yes, as survivors, we are supposed to live well in this arc, but I can't help wondering if that's all there is to this place. Apparently, I'm not the only one. Since finding the first Explorer notes, I've been going everywhere with Windrunner, my faithful Iguanodon, seeking more of these notes. I am happy to say we have been widely successful, as well as Helena, there are other curious survivors, such as Sir Edmund Rockwell and Mei Lin. It appears as though they are from different places. Does this mean I am from somewhere different too? Either way, I'm making technological progress as well. I built a temporary hut at the foot of a mountain, and have managed to get together some better armor and weapons. Perhaps I should work on taming as well. Windrunner is a loyal beast, but she isn't powerful enough to stand up to the Rexes and Carnos that patrol inland. Hopefully she won't be too mad about it. Yours truly, Scarlet Fury. Awesome. I love Scarlet Fury. Or Scarlet Diaries. Those are awesome. Her uh, her imagination is just incredible. I mean, you know, it's, it's like a real story that you can kind of get into and uh, just the way it, it plays out and stuff, you know, it's just... 
you can almost put yourself there. I know. I hope she writes, she needs to write like a blog for it so that people can uh, just like, you know, read every single one and read it like in a row. I think that'd be great. Or even just on the discord that we have, we could have one section that's just Scarlet Diaries and only she can post to it. And so she can like update it. That would be fun. Yeah. And the best part about this, this is all her, her experiences while she's playing on her solo. So it's it's kind of a look in to see how her game is going as well. I enjoy (laughs) reading it. That's that's why I think she'd be great on Gunsmoke because her imagination is so good and I think we would have so much fun playing Gunsmoke. Oh, for sure. She's so gun-shy too, so it'd be interesting to see her break out of that shell. Yeah, yeah, and Gunsmoke will definitely bring you out of it real quick. Or she'll log in for 30 seconds and get scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's something that Falone would do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one thing I noticed when watching... Uh, Emma streams of Gunsmoke is people aren't really like acting as much as they're just kind of just acting the way they normally would or talk the way they normally would with a little bit more of a twang to it I guess but it's not really crazy RP. Hmm. Yep. I find the people who are most active usually don't have an accent they usually just talk in their own voice and they kind of just like they don't like even act it's just like it's kind of their second life you know i mean like people get married in that game and all this sort of stuff it's 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 pretty much like people's second life yeah i i I, you know watching uh listening or reading i'm sorry reading what you guys are talking about when you're trying to build your character and apply um it's just i i you know i don't know maybe one of the things for me is uh, being too restrained (laughs) i don't know what i i am definitely like I said uh, before we started the show, I was kind of talking about when uh, Rated Arc had that Mortem 2 Pi map up, you know, and we decided it was going to be RP. And I was a little bit apprehensive about it at first. And um, the more, the further into it we got, the more uncomfortable I got. And I probably had one RP interaction. Otherwise, for the most part, I just kind of stayed in my base case so that I wouldn't have to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, I you know, it just made me so uncomfortable. I just quit logging in. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't I, know. I I think it all depends on also which server you join. Like I joined a server, an RP server, and that was how I was. There's people that I interacted with, and they were just kind of like odd, and I felt like they weren't really RPing the way I wanted to, and it was just like pretty much an anything goes situation. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I like about Gunsmoke is it's more structured and it's more easy to kind of fit your story into the world because it's so structured that it's easier for you to find a place besides like, like you know, RP first or Twitch RP. Those games are just like anything goes, do whatever you want type of a situation and and to me that's so much harder to to find your niche because it's just like well like what do i want to do what do i want to be like how do i act what do i do but in gunsmoke you're like well i'm in the wild west and i probably have some sort of tragic backstory and so does everyone else and so yeah i don't know that's i think the restrictions for me is what makes gunsmoke so good you're probably right about that. And the the few people that I've talked to you about RP, you know, that, that really enjoy it, uh, you know, they're basically telling me the same thing that you just got through telling me. And uh, But the other thing is that uh, people get so um, 
I don't know, focused on the fact that there needs to be rules and it needs to be highly structured that uh, sometimes it doesn't even get off the ground. Uh, but I, I mean, I can see probably now I'm starting to understand more of why it's important. Because, I, I mean, I guess I never really thought about it the way you just described it. So, you know, for me, I probably would feel a little bit better if I knew that, you know, maybe knew what the rules were and knew that, you know, it wasn't just an open-ended, you know, because maybe my character don't fit with your character. You know, if, if it's too open, you know, and how, and how do we interact with one another when I'm I, I, from outer space and you're a caveman? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Well, that would be pretty, that would be a fun interaction, though. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I'm, I think I'm starting to get what you're saying and, and, and maybe understand a little bit better now. Oh. So, I have to ask you, Matai, are you going to try and keep that Southern Belle accent for season two? No, because um, since my character is now going to be from New York, I, I won't, I'm probably just going to have my, my good old Midwestern accent going on. Uh, but I would, I would love to try like a sort of Brooklyn accent. So I just need to listen and try and do some Brooklyn accent. It's oh, going to take got, me a while. You need to take lessons from Foe. I, I was going to say, you need to hit up Foe way <laughs> more I'm just going to, yeah, have daily calls with Foe. Just not even talk to him, just have him on and I can just <laughs> listen to his daily conversation. <laughs> Guess what's back? <laughs> Oh, that would be fun. Such a nut. Oh, I love Fo. Um, so basically what I've been doing is um, I decided to move north. Uh, so Scarlet is now north. And I've been taming direwolves. And actually, it's or taming and breeding them. Um, direwolves are really nasty now. They can... So you used to be able to, when you pick them up, they would attack you if they were at the wrong angle. And then you just had to hit them a couple times midair with your RG or whatever, and then they would stop biting you. But now that won't that doesn't work. They just keep they keep attacking you. So you have to make sure that you have a taming pen or plan on taming them nearby because otherwise they will kill your RG while you are flying it to wherever you need to go. So that was my main problem. So yeah, I guess my tip for people is to, I'm gonna throw in a tip. Have a taming pen near where you intend to tame uh, direwolves, because otherwise you will be killing your birds. Or that's a, a good lot. tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, almost lost my uh, my favorite RG Raven that way. So because you know you don't notice until the blood is starting to seep into around your vision, and then <laughs> by then it's like almost too late. And then yeah, my other thing was. Uh, oh yeah, I I need to start planning a boss fight. Uh, so I'm sort of keeping... There's like this really high-level T-Rex stomping around close to my base. I'm like, on the island, I'm at Death's Corner. Like that place right near um, the uh, the snow biome. In like that corner. You know what I... Do you know the one I'm talking about? Where there's always huge oh, fights yeah. between di- dinos going? Yep. I'm there. And there's a great high-level T-Rex. But I don't have an. I've been grinding, and I refuse to cheat stuff in. So basically, I can't tame it until I have enough darts. Dodo Dex is great because you can see exactly how many darts you're gonna need, as long as you know the level of the dino. I really re- recommend that listeners get Dodo Dex. You can just download it on the uh, on that in the App Store. It's free, 
and uh, the guy, the developer, puts a lot of work into it. So, But anyway, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I need to figure out also how to do a cave run because I've never done that before. Um, and I was wondering if any of you guys had tips for me because I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, they're hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Espe- especially doing them the way you're doing them. They are super tough. Do like you- single player? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any mods on your single player? I have S plus and I have uh, classic flyers and Moby Dickless. That is it. Okay. The yeah, the only way I've done cave runs is with a thyla, and the only way to get thylas in, I think, right, Fell, is just with um the dino tracker or whatever. It kind of depends on the cave, but okay. yeah, that that's one way to do it. They must be doable for for just the the base game though, because otherwise, why would they have made the caves? Yeah. Um, right. It it is. <laughs> it it is, and it's 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 like I said, it's tough. Shotguns, um, well, really good armor. Yeah, a lot of that was set up with uh, groups in mind, you know. So soloing them, it, it's tougher, but it's definitely doable because I do it all the time. But like, let's say. Um, Let's say I'm on Ragnarok. You know, I like using Thylas in the Ice Queen cave. They're, like, perfect for that. Um, on the island, uh, I would use, like, in, in the big ice cave there, I would use a bear. And the reason I would use a bear is because now, after they put the Prolovias in there, I mean, we used to use bears in there anyway in, in the good old days. Uh, you know, we we would uh, ra- uh, raise them inside the cave, but now with right. the mods, you know, we just teleport them in. That that's pretty cool on modded server. But I've also done it on PS4, where you where you just you just get the the uh, mama bear there about, that's about to give birth, and as soon as it's born, um, you just walk them through the tight spot and get them in there. But anyway, the reason I would use a bear, especially in the big ice cave on the island right now is because they added the Prolovias and the Prolovias they like to stun everything in sight so the kind of the cool thing is if you put your bear on follow right and just make it so it's following you and <clears throat> there's there's two things that I do I I would um, whatever weapon I'm going to use usually um, it's a really nice sword I will first I'll equip my sword and then I'll get on the, the bear and the reason I do it that way is because if I get knocked off, it instantaneously makes me draw my sword. Right, so yes. I, so that's what I do before I get on. <clears throat> and it's on neutral. And what happens is if you get stunned by a Prolovia, the first thing your character does is stand up. And guess what? You don't get booted off the bear usually. You're just standing right on top of the bear. And if the bear is on neutral, guess what? He's going to be fighting the Prolovia while you're stunned. <laughs> It works pretty well, actually. That um, is, that's actually great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Would I mean, you suggest using a shield the, with your sword? What's that? Would you uh, suggest using a shield with your sword? Uh, you could. I don't, but you could. To me, it's like a wasted motion. What, what do you mean? Like, let's say you don't, it's all like timing. Now, let's say, well, let me put it this way. If you don't have like good melee on your character and uh, like a, a lesser sword or a low tier sword, low damage sword, then yeah, maybe it would make more sense to have a, a shield with you. But if, if you got good melee and a good sword, 
um, you're just wasting emotion when you could be doing uh, one more whack on whatever it is you're hitting and causing that much more damage over time. So it's short, gotcha. shorter period of time to kill something. So, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know that there's necessarily a one-size-fits-all type thing. I think just, you know, thinking through what you got to do and doing the best with what you got at the time. But, I mean, you know, whenever I'm on the island, that's what I'm working towards. A really good bear and a really good sword and having uh, lots of melee on my character when I go in there. And, and it works out pretty well. So, but on the island, I also like to use thylas in the um, the cave that's in the swamp. I can't think of which artifact is in there, but I like using thylas in there. Uh, that so, one has a lot of Meganera, doesn't it? Uh, not that one. That's the one that's in the redwoods. And that one, I would either take a uh, a wolf or a uh, saber. And it's just because there's a lot of tight squeezes in there. How high um, level should it be? Um, I would be looking for a, uh, not a, not a tame, but one that you've raised. I don't know. I would be looking, it's been a while, maybe three, 4,000 health. Um, you're going to want a little bit of carry weight, you know, and then, uh, sabers run out of stamina fairly fast, I think. So probably 1,200 stamina, 1,000 stamina, and then just as much melee as you possibly can. You know, if you can get it up to 900% or whatever through breeding, then, I mean, and, and I'm talking about super efficient uh, cave runs, you know. And then for the uh, lava cave on the island, um, I would either run that on foot. I usually run that on foot. Um, and th- one of the things that I always take with me uh, in caves is uh, a crossbow and a grapple hook. Because right, yeah. You know, it, it's a good way to, to, like, save yourself to get away from things. <laughs> um, it's really handy in the, in the ice cave. Uh, but getting back to the to the lava cave, if I took a dino, it would be a saber. And I've, I've lost sabers in there to, to the lava. So, and it's probably the same. I You know, it's a relatively easy cave. So, like, when you're first starting out, I've probably taken mine in there to, to level same thing with the volcano cave. It's fairly short. It's not really that bad. I think the the lava cave and the and the volcano cave are I don't know if you could call them starter caves. They're uh, lower difficulty. I think definitely lower difficulty than than like the ice caves and stuff. Gotcha. But and that's just that's the way I would do it. But like Ragnarok, I definitely take uh, Thylas in on the for the ice queen. Um, I, you know, you could probably take them into the to the, the cave that's underneath that castle. I can't remember what, what that is, what, what which artifact that is. Um, of course, Ragnarok with its buggy uh, puzzle cave. I love Ragnarok, don't get me wrong, but that puzzle cave drives me up a wall, the very first part of it. And then the uh, cave with the golem, probably just do that on foot. Uh, there's not, you don't have much choice there, but I mean, if you could... Like on a modded server, what I would do with the um, is like breed a a uh, argent or something like that with with lots of health and and uh, melee and just go in there with one of those, you know, to teleport it in. Right. Um, otherwise, uh, what you'd want to do make sure you have like parachutes and grapple hooks and um, probably be a good idea to take uh, lesser antidote because you're probably gonna end up with rabies. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
And I, the other thing, like uh, some of the caves with, with the spiders and the, and the scorpions and stuff, uh, would I, I always take like two or three hundred stem berries with me. Stem berries work perfectly fine. You don't need stimulant or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, stem berries is just something that you can use in the emergency mm-hmm. if you get uh, hit by a scorpion or, or spider or, or something like that. Anything that would cause torpor. Right, yeah. You know? Anyway, I'll probably... That's that sounds really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really nervous to do the puzzle cave. I have yet to do that one. And even that's not that bad. I the the, the um like I said that the first part of it's kind of is glitchy, and I think that it's has to do with the way the mesh works. So you know, climbing around on those skinny little uh, ledges and stuff like that, uh, it's just infuriating for me. Um, but aside from that, I love the rest of the cave. It's really, it's really fun, uh, you know, figuring out the how to get through there, and you know, uh, even that that I don't know room where you gotta be careful or you get burned. You know, that, that's kind of, that can be kind of a pain in the butt once in a while too. But it it's still something to get through. It's not nearly as bad as the first part. Yeah, the only thing I've seen about the puzzle cave is watching a Neebs gaming episode of when they did it and it seemed oh, yeah. very frustrating not something i really want to do but it's i really want to beat the boss on ragnarok and so it's like ah, i gotta do it <laughs> yeah i think that was one of the few caves on ragnarok i didn't actually go and explore by myself because it was just intimidating so probably well like whenever i put up a ragnarok server well i guess whenever i put up any server i mean i uh, flying is on but one of the the things about uh, ragnarok in particular is I would make sure that uh, climbing picks and uh, wings are available, mainly climbing picks, uh, because it kind of helps in that first part. And once you get through that first part, the rest of it is uh, is where I think you have the best opportunity to actually have fun in that cave. And then, you know, you can start doing the, the boss fights. It, it makes it a little more, uh, I, you know, and I'm not, I don't, it's not the challenge part of that first part that, that bothers me. I, I don't mind challenges. It's the glitchiness of it. That It's just like, I just want to go in there and get the damn artifact. Can I do that, please? <laughs> you know, as many times as, as, as I've been through there, it's just, and I, any Ragnarok server I've ever been on, it takes so much. It's almost like has nothing to do with skill and everything to do with, with luck. Yeah. <laughs> the way the mesh is in that very first part. I... Yeah, since I'm following the story, I don't think I'm gonna have to have to go to Ragnarok. Do I have to go to Ragnarok to get through the story? I don't think so. No, no. no. Um, because it's a mod map. So. Correct. But man, I'm so excited. I'm I'm a little tired of an, of the island just because that's where I started. Like when I first got the game, pretty excited to go to Scorched Earth. I've actually never played Scorched Earth, so right. I'm uh, and I've never ascended or anything of that sort. So that should be fun too. Oh yeah. The cutscene for the ascension is so so neat to see. I oh, yeah. unfortunately I think I accidentally spoiled part of it at least for myself. <laughs> so, How so? But, like like just hearing things and seeing screenshots by accident or you know clicking an arc video and you're like, "Oh, that looks cool. Oh, look, it's the ascension video." <laughs> you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, did I I should have put spoiler on that video that I posted posted the other day when Blue Cricket and I went in and, and uh, or no, it was just Blue and me, and then uh, a couple of our buddies kind of got, got in on the last little bit there. Oh, uh, yeah. For Extinction. 
I should have put spoiler alert on that one. No, no, don't worry about it. You're good. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, speaking of extinction, I'm complete. I'm almost completely ruined for extinction because I helped out with a video. So <laughs> Nerd Out does um, the arc music. They're they're a good. They're a great band. I really do like them. Um, and they release all sorts of parodies and their own original music for video games. So anyone listening to this podcast, they're probably the band for you. So this guy that I uh, joined the Discord server of, Jakari, he does cinematic videos. Um, and he's really great at them. And he's done some beautiful ones for uh, for ARC. And I would suggest checking him out as well. Um, he's truly incredible. And he was asked by Nerdout to do a, a music video. And he knew that I had offered to help help out with any any of his videos. So he contacted me and he was like, yo, I need some... Or he didn't literally say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you know, I I need some people to help out with this video. So I helped. I was like, I played one of the survivors in this video. Have you guys seen the Extinction, the new song? Yes, that yeah. was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was one of the survivors in that video. So that was super cool, so cool seeing the, yeah. the behind the scenes and like, you know, knowing about this. And I couldn't tell you guys I knew for like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like three weeks before it came out. That was torture. <laughs> wow, they got it done that fast. That's actually yeah, kind of impressive. Yeah, they didn't they didn't give him long at all. Uh, yeah, he's incredible. I uh, I invited really cool him to join us, actually. Yeah, I, nice. I don't know. Right place at the right time, I guess. <laughs> So, how long did it take for you to film just, like, your section of it? My section? Five hours? Wow. Six? Wow. Yeah. He he likes to, his style, he takes lots of different shots just to make sure. Especially since, I think, this is the first time they asked him to do a, a music video for him. Or for them. So, he, he wanted to get it done right. Uh, so, yeah, lots of shots. Yeah, it's tricky for him to get, it, it must have been hard for him to get people together yeah he's cool oh, I, I invited him over work that goes into that oh yeah he yeah. he pulled an all-lander for that for that video i know that oh the video turned out really well though it was, it it was really well done it's cool yeah uh we can post the video link in the show notes too so if y'all want to watch it just look down in the show notes and you can click the link there plus i mean the song itself was like i loved that song I really like all of their arc songs. They did four, one for each uh, story map. So nice. We're, are we good for arc then? Oof, I don't know, guys. Um. Do we have anything else? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> who's got to take a turn? I I've got a long thing that after typing it out, I felt it was very long-winded. So I'll try and short shorten it down quite a bit. I'm gonna title this the King Titan Fight Part Two. Because I attempted this once and lost about 12 gigas, and it was... Oh my gosh. It was rough. Oh. <laughs> They're pretty decent gigas. <laughs> but, uh, no, so last weekend, it was uh, me, Fell, Cricket, and my boy Goon. We, uh, we spent a few days taming some of the Titans, and just so you guys know, there's going to be some boss fight spoilers in here. Sorry. Those anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we went through and we tamed the Desert Titan and the Forest Titan. And we'd watched a few videos to get some ideas. Um, I think it was Felt, right? You had the video for the, was it Desert Titan? Desert Titan, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it showed the dude flying a Quetzal that he kind of boxed out. It was kind of unnecessary, I think. 
but he basically flew around and used the, the Desert Titan's lightning to kill the corrupted nodes that are all over him. Which I think Cricket kind of uh, came up with a bet, probably the better method that I've seen. Oh, for sure. Instead of doing the whole boxing, we just threw some foundations on the back, and that was more than enough. And then instead of flying on top of the dang thing, where you get the crap kicked out of you by the tail, we flew underneath it, and it just, it literally, you didn't have to dodge anything. You just hovered around the Titan until it killed off its own nodes, and that was the whole fight. Yeah, it was ridiculously easy, and we ended up getting an alpha-level Titan. Wow, yeah, that sounds easy. Yeah, it it was insanely easy. It took a little bit of time. I'd say, what, half hour, maybe? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It really wasn't. Not yeah. like the Forest Titan. So we got that, and then we went and did the Forest Titan. Now, this guy, we... Pack a lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, this one was a tough one, all right? So we didn't have any upper-level mechs or anything. Um, we didn't even start off using mechs. We started off using the, what, the forest wyverns? Yeah, the wyverns that spawn there, yeah. Yeah, and so they were flying around on them, trying to burn off the corrupt nodules. It didn't feel like it was doing anything, and we were going at it for, what, a good hour? Oh, it was a, it was a long time. So, and the worst part is, is when the boss spawned in, I couldn't see him for, like, oh, the first no. half hour. No. Um, I ended up having to relog. I quit the game came back, and they were still going at it, but at least then I could see it. So then uh, we all decided to bring over our, our default mechs. And the what? We tried Velanosaurus next. Oh no, you guys were doing Velanosaurus while I couldn't see them. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, the Velanosaurus. How did that work? That it was kind of eh? Well, uh, part, I think part of the issue was like there's no way to know if you're making progress. There's yeah. just no way to know. I, all the while Goon was there, he was using a Velanosaur. You know, and it, I think after a while, or at least from my perspective, it was like, you know, that looks way easier than what, what I'm doing on this Wyvern. Yeah. And so um, I think both Cricket and I eventually kind of switched to it, to Velanosaurs. And um, it seemed like it was working better. I felt like the accuracy was better. You know, I guess. Uh, I think Cricket used a uh, Man of Armor for a little while. Um, he was trying, but he was having a hard like time was, hitting it. Yeah. I mean, but it's still, it was like more accuracy than the, the, the Wyvern, I guess. Because, I mean, you could like tell when you when you hit the corrupted uh, node or whatever it is, it kind of, uh, it changes shape. So it, that's the only way that you could tell that you were actually hitting it, but there's no way to indicate that you're making any progress with it, you know? And so then we finally decided that, uh, well, you were using a mech, and then it seemed like once you were able to see it and you started shooting at it with your mech, it was like, wait a minute, that's that seems like it's working even better. <laughs> yeah. And we eventually all three switched to mechs, and then it was over with in no time, I think, once we switched to mechs. Yeah. But, I, you know, probably we were making progress, I think, with the, with the other dinos and other methods we tried, but to me, it felt like that's when we really started gaining. Yeah, and the biggest thing with the mechs, if you're, I feel like that is probably the best way to go. Just know that you're going to need a butt-ton of element. Like, those mechs <laughs> eat through element. I think I went through 1,400 element alone. Gosh. 
Well, in in the beginning, when you couldn't see it, you were um, honestly, in all fairness, you were using the mech to take out the uh, the, the spore trees. trees or whatever those are. So you did spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah, that okay, that's fair. Yeah. But either way, just know you're going into this using a ton of element. Oh yeah, I think um, I, I used close. I probably used 600 element. And your your mech is gonna take damage, so be prepared to have to heal it. I suggest personally the Deodon over the Owl. I know it doesn't make sense that your Deodon could heal a, a robot, but it actually worked for us. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And it worked really well. Um, so be prepared to have a lot of element. And again, these were the base level mechs, so level 51, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, they were all primitive. And whatever you, you can't level them. Inventory or your engram. Yeah. So just know to have that prepared. We had one, two, three, four, about five mechs out. Yep. I think Cricket had two. I had two. And you I had one. one. Yeah. And we were just going in and out to heal them until we finally brought down all the nodules and he finally was tameable. Wow. Which he went through, I think it took us, what, almost almost two hours? Hour and a half? Yeah, it was, um, I think my video is almost two hours long. And I, I think I started recording it a little bit late. Yeah, you can definitely cut down the time by just going straight to the mechs, I think. I think we used up a lot of time just um, trying to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So once we got the two Titans, we kind of called it a night. And then that Sunday, me and Fel decided, let's do this. Let's let's go after the king, baby. So we gathered our Titans. Um, and I think I brought, what, about nine more gigas, maybe? Yeah, something like that. And I had a bunch of the, the things, so we <laughs> we we ended up uh, taking on taking them on. And as soon as we started the fight, I was on the <laughs> on the uh, desert titan. Phil had the forest titan, and I just straight get punched in the face and one shot it out of the titan. It was pretty. <laughs> oh my bad. gosh! You know what's kind of hilarious about this too is um, I you know I I hadn't watched any videos on that fight. And um, so I, I didn't really know what to expect. But the other thing was that uh, in the begin, I earlier that day, Goon and I went out. We took the uh, the Desert Titan out and did an element vein. And so I kind of got to where I kind of understood how the attacks worked on on the Desert Titan, which I, I really like that Desert Titan. It's really cool. And in the beginning, it was like, okay, so which Titan do you want to take? Uh, I don't know. I'll take the Forest Titan. <laughs> and um, and so Blue takes the the Desert Titan. And neither one of us knew a damn thing about the Titans that we were on. Not yeah. one thing. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even figure out how to shoot the lightning. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we kind of just on the fly. Everything was just on the fly about that fight. And, and I think that was what kind of really made it so rewarding in the end when we killed him. Rewarding is kind of choice words. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, at that point. <laughs> After that, uh, yeah. I think I cut the video off before all the real swearing started. But. Oh, probably, probably. <laughs> yeah, we, we eventually got it. I mean, we'll have to put the link for that video up in, in the show notes. But, yeah, there's some moments. We literally were learning on the fly. Uh, we didn't lose any tames. That was cool. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end, uh, I think it was Provoke and Mal yeah. joined us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just fun. I had a lot of fun. We found out the hard way. When you do finish this boss fight, make sure you put all your gear 
into your dino before you get ascended. We lost everything. I was probably about as mad at myself as I was at the game because I went down there and looted uh, and got the loot, and I'm looking at to see what we got, you know, and all the time the ascension phase is is starting, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, man, back when we we did the uh, overseer fight, you know, you lost all your stuff, (laughs) and I thought, man, I really should put this stuff on, on a dino. We should put the stuff on the dino. I don't know when the when the ascension's going to start. I don't know if the dinos are going to be gone. I mean, you know, <laughs> and I just and I thought, ah, oh, heck with it. It'll be all right. We got that uh, death recovery mod. Uh, maybe I can pull all the stuff. That was like the last thought I had as we went into the ascension phase. And um, yeah, that was the last I seen of the loot. The last I seen of my armor. The last I seen of my gear, my weapons, uh, everything. <laughs> we lost no. the trophy. Everything. Um, that's I feel like they should maybe do something about that because that's not intuitive that you would go, put all your stuff on a dino like yeah yeah but I think it's still working as intended I think that's what they wanted and that it sucks but it's still... I, I don't know I mean why would you do that and I, maybe maybe what you're supposed to, if, if that's intended then they should leave the damn loot box locked until you come back yeah, I mean, give give something. us a clue, all right? But I mean, here's the thing: for some of us who've done that overseer fight, we should have known better. I, I should have known better. I really should have. Um, it, but you know, and it was a little bit confusing because the Titans spawn out on the map, not like regular boss arenas where you go to an arena, you're kind of in a different, I don't know, space or instance or something. I don't think it's an instance. I think it's a different space on the map. You know, so. Uh, where you could potentially lose dinos uh, if they if they don't come out of the uh, the boss arena, you know. So I mean, run, all this stuff running, was running through my mind. Not a hundred percent sure what to do. I you know, I don't know. It was just just thinking about it right now is just a little bit frustrating. But <laughs> yeah, and if you do guys do watch the video, just keep in mind we're all adults here. There's a lot of swearing. <laughs> not concerned. Yeah, um, this is an explicit <laughs> podcast, so if you're not okay with that, you should probably turn it off an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. in, in all fairness, we've done really well. <laughs> but yeah, that, that happened over the weekend. And then this week, I joined Fell on Emetai's, uh, extinction Extinction server. And I gotta say, there's a lot less mods on there, and it's kind of been refreshing. And Matai, you're doing a great job on this server. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's been uh, very active recently, which has been really great. I really like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's great. You know, having people, a lot of people on the map is, is, is makes it a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I think you're, you're, I like your settings. I mean, I like the mods you chose. Um, it's good. You're active. Um, you're out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Talking to people, I mean, uh, helping people. It's just, I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, I will say I learned a lot from you, Phil, from your servers. A lot of the well, mods I have well, are you. the ones from your servers. So, uh, But I, I, I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but I would like to, at some point, combine our servers. I think that would be good. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning a lot. Like, I walked into Fell's base. He had a ton of Rex eggs. So I just went on, like, this massive breeding spree. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I kind of overdid that. But 
I'm finding out the hard way. If you do not have a good rec saddle, it makes things very difficult. Yeah, saddles are important. Yeah, like Fell Server, he has upgrade benches, which are kind of cheating. Yeah, but they're, they're nice. They are nice to have. And with your server, you don't have that. And so I'm using the base saddles because we haven't found a BP yet, which is cool. And um, I took some Rexes out, and I was kind of intimidated to go try a red drop right off the bat. Um, I got some really good stats on these Rexes, so I was kind of confident. So I decided to try off uh, a yellow drop. Well, it was... Oh, no. It was a very humbling experience. <laughs> <laughs> I've been spoiled for so long with the upgrade bench and all that, that uh, it never occurred to me how much armor makes a big difference. Oh, uh, yeah. But, you so, know, it, it's like I said, it's cool to the different ways that you can set up arc and just kind of keep things fresh, you know? It's exactly. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like my experiment. Exactly. Just rough it. I don't have an upgrade bench. In fact, I've never used it. I should check that out. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's nice to have. It's, yeah. Um, okay. So, I love Ark. Should we move on from Ark? <laughs> I, yeah. I think we've done like over an hour and a half of just Ark. Even though we yes. were talking about Atlas, it was still Ark. Like we when did. we were talking about Atlas, every other word was Ark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, we kind of love Ark a lot, so I think it's just going to yeah. happen. So how about that Overwatch? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about Overwatch a little bit, um, specifically Overwatch League. Uh, I know that's quite a contrast from Ark, but um, Overwatch is another game I really like to play. Scarlet and I played a little bit a couple weeks ago, and it was really fun. Yeah, that um, was awesome. But Overwatch League is getting pretty big. Um, last year was their first season that they had and I watched uh, pretty much every single one and it was really fun and I like I chose a team go Dallas Fuel um, <laughs> and uh, this year they added new teams hold on I pulled up that information give me a sec I missed them they were I yeah I should have watched it I didn't um oh yeah it definitely watch it I think the preseason will start in um, if, uh, January They'll start, I'm not exactly sure the dates, but they added one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight new teams this this year. So that's wow. pretty cool. Um, there's two based in the U.S. There's Atlanta and Washington, D.C. And then there's, I think, four, three or four. It looks like three. One, two, three based in China, which is really cool to see um, really everywhere being represented because then there's two that are taking place that are in Canada as well in Vancouver and Toronto. And then there's one in Paris. So it's like all over the world now is Overwatch League. And it's just so cool to see all these teams come together and fight it out. And it's, it's really the first sport that I've ever been interested in. And so that's really fun for me to get involved and like actually actively root for a team and and like it's esports so it's you know much different and it's more my style but it's still sports and you get invested in a team and like i know players on my team that i like and then like players left and i mourn them and you know all that it's pretty much like a normal sports and it's it's actually really fun then to talk with people about it because they're like i don't get it it's you know it's a game but then you know you just kind of relate it to you know soccer football and people yeah. then kind of like oh i i guess so um I, you know i think along 
to kind of support what you're saying and maybe, you know, because I, I actually thought about it too. And I think that probably the difference is the people that, that may enjoy it more or the people that have experienced the game and understand, you know, the difficulties and, and so on that go along with, with what these people are doing. And so it, it kind of brings, um, I don't know, it, it really kind of brings it home for people that have played the game. You know, they understand the, I don't know, they just understand the difficulty of, of uh, what you're watching. And you'll see something that, that is just like, I don't know, maybe a little crazy or it's like, how did you do that? I can't believe you got away with that, you know? And that's kind of what, what makes things um, more interesting, I think, for, for esports. Yeah. I, yeah, I get what you're you're saying, Falou. Yeah, especially with like how, well, you know, like how they say like the meta changes um, depending on, you know, like what new player they add or if they like nerf somebody or buff someone it, it definitely changes how you play the game and so it's really interesting to watch professional people play because then you can always tell that other people try and emulate what professional people do and we're not any you know us people casual players aren't anywhere near as good and their communication is 10 times better than ours but you know we still try like to do dive comp or um, goats or, you know, whatever other comp yeah. that they have. But I, I, just, I love uh, Overwatch League and I'm excited to get more into it this season. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be great. And I'm excited to do more updates on uh, as the season starts. That's cool. Awesome. I think I'll check that out because I have, like, I kind of watched a game or two. I watched Canada beat the crap out of England. Uh, a couple seasons ago, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, did you it, have mixed feelings about that? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I'm not gonna lie. I I decided I had a bit of a trouble deciding between the two, but I decided Canada to support Canada, Canada, because you know. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, but so yeah, which one I want to consider the motherland. That's a really loaded question. <laughs> um, yeah, I though. I do want to. I mean, maybe I'll check out your favorite team and we'll we'll see what Yeah. What where where's your team from? Uh Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I there, should go somewhere Canada. Yeah, there are two <laughs> new teams in Canada, so now's the time to uh to pick up a team. Is there a Vancouver team? There is. Vancouver um I don't know what their name is. I support them whoever they are. Yep, Vancouver. Pretty cool. <laughs> wait, wait. Waiting. <laughs> the Vancouver Titans. That's what they're called. Ooh. Okay, they sound good. I'm gonna there. <laughs> I'll I'll have to do some research though before I make oh, it. Oh, there. It looks like their mascot is the Sasquatch. <laughs> the, <laughs> that's pretty now, awesome. That the Washington that's... Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, Overwatch League hasn't started yet, but it's gonna start soon, and I'm excited. It's gonna be good. Wait, when did you say that started? I believe in January. Great. Yep. Oh, and um, one new thing this season is all last year, they had every single match take place in um, L.A. And so this year they're having it. They just announced that they're going to have it in four different cities now. So that's cool. Wow. It's going to be cool to see the different arenas they have going and uh, just to see them traveling and see how that affects their playing, too. I wonder what it would be like to actually attend one. Because you know how, like, you, like, your first, like, 
don't know if I'm I'd assume everyone here has been to some sort of sports arena or something. Like yep. it's an it's a totally different atmosphere being in there and watching the teams play versus staying at home and watching. I I'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool to uh, witness it like firsthand at some point too. Oh yeah, I'm sure it would be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool that it's expanding in that way. Like it's just getting big enough to where they can just take it wherever they want. Mm-hmm. And um, what's cool is last year during like the finals, they were actually aired on like. ESPN, like not ESPN oh, nice. 2 or anything like that, but like the main ESPN channel. Ooh. So I thought that was great exposure, and I'm hoping that more just of the regular season can get on ESPN because I would love to see, uh, I would love to see just esports in general expand into the mainstream. I think that'd be great. Yeah, no kidding. Slowly but surely. Though it's probably going to be Fortnite, the first one that actually does it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Fortnite. Well, no. okay. No, that's again loaded. I mean, that's, that's like talking, it's fine. That's very loaded politics. Yeah. Fortnite versus PUBG. Oh, oh no, yeah, well, we're not go, starting I, that debate. I go PUBG every time, unfortunately. <laughs> I play too much with my dad to not root for PUBG. <laughs> all right, I think that's all I had for Overwatch. And I have nothing new because we talked about Ash last time. So. Yep. So what's new on Netflix? All right. So, um, have you guys watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, the cartoon? Loved it. Yes, so good. Uh, we recently came across a TV show called The Dragon Prince that is by the creators of that Avatar, and oh. even um, Sokka's voice actor is the voice actor of the main character. So it's very it ties together very well, and it's like a whole magic system going on and. It's really good. I highly recommend it. I think there's only like nine or ten episodes and they're only 20 minutes each, but it's great. And I'm excited to finish it and I'm really hoping that it gets a second season. Is this the one with the dragon egg? Yes, the blue one, the big blue shiny one. I loved it. Me and my kids sat down and watched the whole thing and it was, I loved it. I didn't even realize it was by the same people. Yeah, yep. Well, I I think someone it it's maybe like producer or writer or some someone is the same in Avatar. I forget. I suppose I should have looked this up. <laughs> I mean, that's no. It's it was really good. Uh, they did a good job on it. It was funny because me and my son uh, came across it on accident, and we were just sitting there watching like one or two episodes while we're waiting for my wife to get ready to so we can go somewhere. And um, uh, when I got back from work, I think it was Mon- uh, Monday. My wife's like, yeah, your your son sat there and watched the whole thing without you. <laughs> oh. I'm like, oh, heartbroken. <laughs> wow. That's Is pretty cool. Is it animated? Or? Yes. Okay. I thought the animation was really good, too. I liked it. Yeah, it was it was well done. I feel like you, you took a pot shot at your wife there, but I don't know. Yeah. Watch I was, one I was... or two episodes while she was getting ready. I know, one or oh, two episodes. I'm like, dang, that's a, that's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> it I takes mean, me that long to get ready. <laughs> I think that's legit. <laughs> it, it was unintentional, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really trying to get you in trouble, but maybe I was. <laughs> Good thing she won't listen, listen to, to this. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. We can edit that part out. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just got it by... My friend got me into this show. I was very skeptical, but she practically dragged me 
by my hair and sat me on the couch and was like, right, we're going to watch this together. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then That's I couldn't the stop watching. And uh, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I could not stop watching that freaking show. Like she, she literally, even though she's a very avid watcher of television and like is a frequent binger, she had to tell me because we were having a sleepover. She's like, okay, we're going to bed. You may have one more episode. So I yeah. love the show. It's like, it's a kind of cop sort of related drama series. Um, it's cheesy. You, you can't leave out the comedy drama. It's yeah. Comedy drama. It's, I think it's really well done though. Like um, it's got great diversity. It, the humor isn't like, targeted toward like it's all good humor it's not like sort of homophobic or racist humor there's like i said good diversity like one of the two of the character or sorry spoilers uh there are gay characters in there um you know and the comedy is just great it's really well timed it's cheesy but it's like that good cheese you know yeah. um so yeah i really i really enjoy it my favorite character is rosa diaz uh she's a total badass so yeah, has anyone else watched it? I haven't. I started to when it first released on television, and I just, because it was only on television at the time, I'm not really one to schedule my time around a show unless yeah, it's Walking right. Dead or Game of Thrones. But, um, yeah, no, the, the two episodes I watched of it were hilarious, and I wanted to get into it, just never did. How many seasons is it up to now? I think there are four or five. I haven't really checked. I'm oh, wow. I'm only on season two, so um, yeah, it's it it's really popular and uh, yeah, yeah and the episodes like you know how there'll be those shows like you want to pop in a quick episode, but the episodes are like an hour. Well, these episodes are twenty minutes each. It's almost better because you feel like you're binging if you watch like three episodes, but actually it's only been an hour and you're technically not binging. Very good. Yeah. Who wants outro? Oof, I botched it last time. I, I'm not doing it. You, you did You did not botch it. <laughs> you know, I think I've escaped it long enough. I think uh, <laughs> I think I'll take the reins on this one. I've, I haven't yet to do anything, which is funny. All right. We put out a podcast twice a month. You can join us in our Discord. The link will be at the bottom of the show notes. You can also email us at crossplatformrenegades2018 at gmail.com. The link for that will also be in the show notes. Um, come game with us. We're a group of awesome people. Yeah, we'd be uh, proud to have you here. It's a good yeah. community, like Lou said. Fun. Exactly. Lots of a diverse group of people that all enjoy gaming. That's, That's it. <laughs> <laughs>